0: Welcome to the pod. Welcome, two cents. Josh and Spence. We are your hosts, Josh and Spence. Pretty special episode today, pal. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Got uh, got a good uh, good buddy of mine, good friend of the program, uh, Andrew Sletton in in the house with us today. Um, Andrew, I met uh, met Andrew probably about four years ago or so. Um, so we've got a good a good mutual friend, my buddy Shane from back home connected us when andrew moved into town so i helped him and his family um get a house in fargo here and then we kind of developed a relationship and then um uh, over the last year or so andrew and i have been doing a, a weekly bible study together and it's been very 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 impactful on uh on me and so um uh grateful to have him in the in the studio here so thanks so much for being with us pal Thank you
1: for the opportunity, Josh. It's oh, great man. to be with you. That voice, that voice. Just, this is now
2: Andrew's podcast. Just, so. just <laughs> silky
0: smooth molasses just coming out of his mouth there, unreal. But um, yeah, so I wanted to just give a little bit of a background or backdrop here. Um, um, so just me and how we how we got to this point. So I've been on like a, a like a personal growth journey for about the last seven eight years and really more intentionally in the last four or five years. Uh, and what that means for me is just reading reading a lot of books, going to a lot of seminars, listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, and and in doing that, uh, it uncovered uh, a need in me. And we could get into this maybe now or at a different time, but um, I was talking with a different pastor, uh, Pastor Ben that actually married Nikki and I uh, a long time ago and he was saying you know a lot of times people like biblically or you know when it comes to you know going to church and having a relationship with uh with the lord and stuff like that there's kind of two groups one where it's like always kind of there, kind of nagging at you you know like there's something there for you and then for other people kind of hits them like a ton of bricks well i was kind of where it's just always in the back of my head kind of nagging at me like grew up kind of grew up going to church um always knew it was important but but never really took ownership of it anyway um, so fast forward, uh, I kept in, in touch with my good buddy, Shane from back home and I was in a Bible study long time ago and he, you know, how's that been going? I was like, well, I haven't really been going. hasn't been, wasn't quite what I was looking for. He said, we should talk to Andy. And, uh, and it's been, it's been awesome, man. It's been, been, been truly, truly a blessing. I definitely feel like I've, um, uh, I've come a long way in my in my walk with with the Lord, and I'm uh, grateful grateful for you for uh, uh, helping me walk walk me down that path. But but there's a but there's a few things. So anyway, so now fast forward. So Andy and I have been doing this Bible study for about a year, and I'm rambling because there's most of this coffee's about gone now. So <laughs> we're getting jacked up. But um, so about a year into this Bible study, Andy goes like, "What's what's been." What's been your biggest takeaway up to up to this point? I kind of hemmed and hawed, and then we got on the on the the topic of just like service, like just being a servant, a servant leader. You know, like what would Jesus do? And then going back to, um, you know, washing the disciples' feet, and and the the um, and just kind of the uh, the tone he set there of of just constantly being in service. Which of course, like um, so again, did a pretty poor intro. So, um, Andrew pastors, um, Antioch church in town. So full-time pastor, but also, uh, a full-time, um, sales rep for the window and door store for all of your window and door store needs. Shout out! (laughs) Um, but so anyway, so we're both, you know, we're both in our mid thirties. We both have families. We both, uh, we both have, you know, businesses and stuff like that. So, um, but that, you know, in reading all these books, like it goes back to, you know, taking care of your customers, you know, servant and like the, the buzzword of being a servant leader has always been a thing, but it goes back and has biblical roots. So I'd love for me to stop talking and for you to <laughs> take us away. Like, what does that, what yeah. does that, what does that mean for you?
1: Well, I, um, I love, I really love the foundation you laid for the conversation because um, you're exactly right. Many of the times, many of the books we read in the, in the podcast and leadership principles of, um, what makes a successful leader? The principles are biblical principles, and you know the one phrase that I have heard many times, and I love, is that um, we can try to um, find a method that will try to work, and we'll try whatever to help us to lead others to you know success and even ourselves. But the the phrase I love is that principles are many. Methods are few and print uh you know what? <laughs> principles are many. Um me- methods are many. I'm sorry, yes. Let me rephrase that. Can we edit this out? Hey, <laughs> hey. Nobody's listening, Val okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> methods are many, principles are few. Yeah. Methods may change, but principles never do. Yes. And so the principles of leadership really have they have that true biblical foundation and it comes down to what worldview that you hold and the deeper you get into the word of god and holding a biblical worldview um, it lends itself <clears throat> you know i i've always said that there's no difference between the sacred and the secular like you can't you can't unhinge the two they're one and the same and so who we are and in, in our worldview. In all aspects of our life Um, you know it it bleeds over into business it bleeds over into our relationships and so this topic of servant leadership is having that biblical foundation really the pinnacle is to be like Jesus and so there's a scripture that I often uh, think of and have tried to make um, a motto in my life in many ways it talks about letting this mind be in you and us which was also in Christ Jesus and it says uh, he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant he came in the likeness of men he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross so it's we're having this conversation on Good Friday and what a perfect picture of true obedience and humility it's found in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that worldview, like the deeper you get into relationship with God, it's going to lead you. And I think in your uh, personal journey, Josh, what we have talked about often is that your pursuit of truth has led you to um, a person, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so that, again, Christian and biblical worldview bleeds over into aspects of again every aspect of our life um but servant leadership being the model that many people look for even if we can't articulate it we can look at leaders and say that's what a good leader should be like Mm -hmm. and the attributes of that is service
0: yeah and like and it seems like because so another common theme that i see is like you know ego like everybody talks about the ego the ego the ego well, like, how much, how much ego did Jesus have, right, to be able to be, you know, not a, to be, born, you know, born in a manger, you know, all the way up through, you know, washing servants' feet, um, being blameless and still being willing to, you know, to die for everybody's sin, um, you know, um, it's just, it's pretty pretty powerful stuff.
1: It is, yeah. It is, and you know, one of the. the, the phrases that I've read and, and have um, tried to apply to my life again is every person has a choice. We can either choose to be a servant or choose to be a celebrity. Like, those are the two paths you take. And you can choose, we can choose to bring glory to God in our life or we can choose to bring glory to ourself. Right. Like, those are really the two paths. And with Jesus being the example is like, yeah, you're you're exactly right. He's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and and if we believe him to be, you know, the Savior and Messiah, I mean, he could have come, which his followers really thought that he was going to come and destroy the Roman government and bring about this government, you know, that um, they lost in this nation again. They were, he was going to come restore the nation of Israel. Even his disciples up until the very end were jockeying for position right. in that kingdom. And he's like, no, guys, you're not, you're not getting this kingdom. Like, this is... This is an upside down kingdom. This is, you know, the greatest among you will be your servant. The greatest is going to be the least, and unless you become like a little child, and what that is is just that that innocence, that humility, trusting. Um, you know, you you won't inherit the kingdom of God. You have to become like a little child, and all of that together is a beautiful picture of servant leadership and. You know, when we look at what Jesus was able to do, really spending 90% of his time with 12 people, you know, he wasn't about the big crowds necessarily. He wasn't, you know, about him being in front speaking and people talking about him um, in a, you know, manner of exalting himself. But he's like, you know what, I'm going to invest in these 12 people who in turn can go out and turn the world upside down. And that's exactly what, what he did. Which is
0: absolutely a leadership principle too. Like leaders create leaders, right? Um, yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. And yeah, and then that's something that we've talked about and and it's a struggle like in just specifically to real estate, like what we do, it's very easy to like beat our own chest and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, look at what, look at what we did. We sold this house in a day for over asking, like, you know,
2: um, but I, I think real estate or any other business—I'm sure with your business—it's the same thing. Like, it, it, if you put other people first, like their needs before your needs, or you have their best interest first, that like those are the businesses that are successful. Those are the leaders who are successful. Right,
0: and that so that's one of my favorite favorite quote I think it's a Zig Ziglar quote like you can have whatever you want as long as you help enough other people get what get what they want right so it's very much in the same vein but there's so many so many of those things that you you kind of kind of find in those success principles that all lead back to the the bible right like you know one of the first one of the first uh really big kind of self-developed the the book that kind of changed everything from what we see, know now would be like Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill in like the 1930s. And his biggest thing was like having just a crystal clear why. Like this is exactly what I want backed by a powerful how. But it's the same thing like, you know, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be open to you, right? Um, or then another spot where it's like if you have the faith of a mustard seed, like you can move mountains. So just having that, you know, planted in your in your brain like is, is – is half the half the battle. Yeah,
1: we've talked a lot about the book of Proverbs being one of the greatest practical um, I would say self-help books there is mm-hmm. and it, it spells out these biblical principles that are um, super powerful if we put them into practice and so it's just like any self-help type of book it's you know the principle is there and then it comes down to the implementation and that's where many of us fall short. Is inspiration is a diamond a dozen, but then it comes into discipline and actually putting it into practice. And again, it comes back to holding that biblical worldview in my mind of I'm doing what. What's the reason why I'm doing this? What's the the how um, for the why? And the how is like, well, I'm gonna do this not for my own glory, but for the glory of God. And what does that look like? And, you know, one of the greatest authors uh, as far as leadership and biblical kind of servanthood is Max Dupree. I would recommend everybody to, um, there's two books in particular. One is called Leading Without Power, and the other is Leadership Jazz. And they're um, credible leadership books, but he makes this statement. He says the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality, like where are we at? And the last responsi- responsibility of a leader is to say thank you. And in the middle of all of that, to lead with humility as, and as a debtor to those that you're leading. And um, when we consider the how, like how do we put these principles into practice? Um, we have to make decisions like for our business, for the window and door store, our mission statement is Proverbs twenty-two verse one. It says, "A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches." And verse goes on, "Loving faith, favor rather than silver and gold." So we just put it out there and like, hey, you know what? We want to build a good name, a good brand, not to enrich ourselves. Although you know we're thankful that the business has done well, and um, but we really want those biblical principles lived out and. That's the standard by which we we operate our business, and we want to filter it down to every one of our employees. And you know, God's blessed it. And this is the cool thing about biblical principles: is that when you begin to put them into practice, you see the fruit of it. And like to Spencer's point, you see these attributes in a leader, and you're like, you know what? That does work. It does work to humble myself. And you know, one of the things that we've talked about Josh in the Book of Proverbs is. The principle of a soft answer turns away wrath. And, you know, that sharpness of the tongue, how it can create such division. And in business, we know when you're dealing with clients, dealing with people, customers, that principle is like, okay, I'm going to put that into practice. And had a great Bible study with somebody one time, and he mentioned that, hey, I I was having this uh, kind of tension and conflict with my coworker, and I remembered that verse, that scripture, because he was in the Bible, and he's like, you know what, I'm gonna just turn my answer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a soft answer to this when he could have risen up and really, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, exerted his his position and opinion. And, and he's like, you know what, it worked. Like all of a sudden, the whole situation just, just, it just diffused. And yeah. He's like, that's when I realized, you know what, there's fruit behind some of these biblical principles.
0: Sounds like sounds like the compound effect, to me. Yeah. Right? I was thinking that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the books that we we talk about a lot. It just talks about you know whatever you do, whatever you do consistently every day, like like. Yep. You, it creates it creates momentum, G- good, bad, or otherwise. Right. So you put you know put together these, continue to to do these. Live, continue to live that way, and then all of a sudden, yeah. It's only a matter of time before you're like, oh, this works. Well, what does that make you want to do? Like quit doing it or do it more, right? Like it makes you want to do it more. And then you see the fruit. And then you want to like tell other people about it, you know. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, Yeah. Um, Before I forget, I thought about you twice yesterday. Um, So we're showing, I'm showing a new construction house. And then I'm like, yeah, can we, uh, <laughs> oh,
2: no. I didn't, That's I didn't say it. I joke. didn't say it. I didn't say
0: anything. I just stood back and like, yeah, no, that sounds good. But they're like, can we move this bathroom over there? And they're like, um, yeah, but then we have to check with, you know, have to see what the Joyce's are doing and whatever. And then in my head, I was like, oh, we might have to rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> Great day, <man. laughs> joke. Didn't say it. Didn't say it. And now, Andrew, don't, and now those don't, poor, don't those poor him. buyers, those poor buyers are never going to have that, never going to be able to enjoy that joke. Rejoice. <laughs> that was wonderful. Hey,
1: don't hold them in, man. Just let them out. And then, uh, <laughs> and
0: then, so yeah, yes. So yesterday was <laughs> Ma- Thursday? Monday, Thursday. So we always say like, what, what day? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So should be <laughs> I don't, I, that's all i can think about monday monday thursday shouldn't it be a monday and a monday anyway yeah. so i kept that in but no the rejoice there was a bunch of people in the room could have said it would have got a huge pop maybe not didn't say it
2: anyway they appreciate that you held it in I, I can tell that's uh
0: it was tough it was not easy it was like holding in a sneeze and it was it was really difficult but no but yeah i but I appreciate you coming. And there's like so many different, like, like spider webs. Like we could, we could go off here. Cause, but, um, but yeah, it's like one of my favorite, one of my favorite books is, uh, like the first book that when the team, like our team got assembled, uh, it's called the go giver. Right. And it's just a fable, a made up, basically a made up story based in some reality, I think, but, um, talking about how you switch changing your perspective. Right. Um, Instead of what can I get out of this person? What what will this do for me? What you know? How can I add value to that? How can I add value to you instead of what can you do for me? And how it just totally changed that person's world and their out outlook. And so that's one of the lenses that that uh, that we look we look through here. How can we how can we add value just with just assuming just knowing that somehow something good is going to come out of it. But
1: yeah, and I I think we all have a we always have to check our motives continually all the time about why we're doing what we're doing but i do believe that we can get to a place that that humility you know we've talked about this when how often do we wake up in the morning it's like you know what i'm going to be humble today like it just (laughs) it doesn't it but life has a way of bringing out that humility and then we're presented at times with you know let's say we have a client interaction that's not great And all of a sudden, we have a choice. Okay, I'm going to exert my pride. I'm going to stand up for, you know, maybe my pride, or I'm just going to choose to humble myself. And it's in those moments that can make or break client interactions and just business as a whole. Um, But one of the things that we really strive for is to um, come alongside somebody in the sales process. So like selling windows and doors, um, we try to find out truly the values of that person, try to find out how we can, what product we would best meet their needs. And obviously these are kind of sales one-on-one things, but to do that in a, in a way that is, is, you know, with a posture of humility is I think what people can sense and feel. And, um, we can get to a place where that, Is the case where we uh, are not thinking only about ourselves as far as the paycheck and feeding our own families. Mm -hmm. All of that just happens and it comes along with the lifestyle of servant leadership. And, um, you know, that's obviously when when we get up in the morning, we have, it depends on what lens we have, what worldview we have. Are we going to bring glory to God today? God, how, how, is my interaction with others today going to bring glory to you, not to myself? Um, and we have to intentionally think about that, live our life that way, and and then it, you know, the biblical truth then comes out: is seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. All of these things being the food we need, the clothing we need, the shelter over our head, and and that's. That's the truth. Like, it works, you know. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things get added to you. And you don't have to worry that, you know what, if I'm truly here to help somebody, like if we show up, if you guys show up at a client interaction, and like, you know what, I'm here to help somebody today, and I may or may not be the best fit for this person, um, but if I can do my best to help them, then everything works out. Yeah. Man, you've got
2: a. To- just a it's such a good way of words i i just i've been going to a few bible studies as as well not not all of them yet because i stuff comes up obviously but um you you talk a lot about like being aligned with god and i have like felt that after you like put a word to it it's like and then um it, it like you're right nobody wakes up and they're like oh i'm gonna be humble today but when you feel that like alignment i feel like it just kind of Like you just, it comes to you more. It's like, oh no, I need to be thinking this way. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the biggest takeaways that I've had from your Bible studies, learning more about God and the examples of him being a servant leader, um, which has just been so cool. And to have um, you explain those stories in a way, I mean, in the way that you talk and can just like kind of lay it out in an easier way for me to understand has been so helpful. So um, I was curious how many, like, do you do a lot of Bible studies with other people or is it, cause I feel like it's not as common. Like, yeah. I, I feel like not a lot of people are in Bible studies, but it's yeah. been so helpful for me.
0: Yeah. So when, yeah, when I first assumed, but like heard Bible study, like I assumed it was, you know, meet at, meet at the church and there'd be like, you know, yeah. 20, 20 guys there or whatever. Um, but yeah, how, how you guys do it is it's, it's different. So awesome yeah
1: it's great and we have seen a big resurgence in just the desire for truth and so the only the only thing that i can point to in my own life and uh, and that i know is the principles of the word of god and so we'll open it up together and usually it's one-on-one or maybe a group like we do here at the office where there's three four or five people and um but there's been a huge resurgence in just a desire for like hey you know what there's some truth here when all of the rest of the world is screaming, you know, like untruth and trying to figure a way to find the truth in the midst of all of the noise, so to speak. And COVID was really a a decision maker for a lot of people of which route they're going to go, which way they're going to lead their family. And, you know, it was um, a a moment where it, it brought to light a lot of uh, things And one of the things I really think it, it highlighted was that people were thirsting and desiring um, for something that is true and timeless and eternal because people realized, hey, you know what, all of this temporary world is all of a sudden, within a month's time, it, you could see how it just taken from you. Mm-hmm. And so there was a huge resurgence again and a hunger that developed. And that's the thing about the Word of God is, Is every parable that Jesus spoke at the surface level to those that were not hungry and not really desiring to know what he said like the Pharisees for instance they were just they're wanting to catch Jesus and all these words that he said all the time and they didn't really desire to know like what he was really speaking and they didn't they didn't get the parables but to those that were hungry and his to his disciples they're they asked him later on Jesus what do you mean by that and there's such depth there, but the depth doesn't doesn't is not revealed to just the casual onlooker, so to speak. It it was revealed to those, as the Bible says, to those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. And so that's a perfect picture of Bible study to me, is if there's a hunger, then the word of God begins to fill some of those those questions or answer some of those questions and fill some of those voids. And it's a beautiful thing, man. Like, and um, no matter how long you've been reading the Bible, it's the living, breathing Word of God. Like when you open it up, it speaks something new to you. Mm-hmm. And so no matter how old you are, how long you've been doing it, like there's always new revelation that comes. And, um, and then it comes to, to, it brings every one of us, I think, to a point of decision where we're like, okay, now now what? Like my life will never be the same because I know this truth, and um, and that's where, you know, we can choose whatever path in life we want to go. We have free will, but I'm so thankful we have a manual, so to speak, for living this life. We're not just left to our own devices, mm-hmm. but there is a manual, and to me, it's the Word of God.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that's, and like you said, I've, I've said that many times, he's like you go to the same, go to the same seminars or read the same book over and over, and, and then, and then, but i so I, heard, I don't know who said it, but they say it like a man can't stand in the same river twice because it's not the same river and he's not the same man. Right. So every time you go back and reread, you're in a different you're in a different spot and it and it, and it hits you differently. But, yeah, it's very true. And I think and that makes perfect sense because now they're like there's there's so much so much information, so much like stimulus, like thrown at everybody that like I mean, that's how I know that's how I feel. Like you just want like what's real and what's true. Like I don't you know enough whatever and it's and it's uh, i i can definitely attest to that you just want like give me give me what's real yeah. you know and
1: there's the biblical principle of of fruit is that jesus said you shall know them by their fruits and so you know sometimes we we get this image or picture of you know while well, christians are beating people over the head with a bible you know like you know the word of god says this blah 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 and that's not that hasn't been my experience with most with most people who really love the word of god it's it's my my opinion is this it's like well this is what this is what we're presented with in the word of god and faith compels us to start to put it into practice and it's not that we're screaming it or preaching it to everyone else like hey you need to do this too it's like you know what i'm going to get this in me first and the fruit of that hopefully will compel people then to come. And that's, it comes down to humility, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so Jesus talked often about that by their fruits, ye shall know them. And part of the fruits that come from a spirit filled life is love, joy, peace, long suffering, patience, you know, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, all of these things that like is an example of a servant leader back to kind of our topic, mm-hmm. and, and they're confident. Like, there's a confidence in them, and one of the scriptures that I just um, spoke about recently was, you know, nothing, no matter what men can do, nothing that men can do to me is, is going to shake me. Like, there's this, there's this confidence that we have in the Word of God that no matter what the world does, we have this peace and we have this hope that's not of this world, and that's what it brings to the life of a Christian. Um, And in a world that is filled with chaos right now and, you know, 24-hour news cycle where you just pull it up and you listen to it for five minutes and you're depressed, Mm -hmm. you're like, you know what, I need some hope. And the world is dealing with hopelessness right now. A lot of people are living in hopelessness. And so what we can do is hopefully show fruits of a Christian life, spirit-filled life, lead with humility, and then when somebody asks, the Bible says if someone asks of you the reason of the hope that's within you, share it with them. Like, hey, it's, it's this alignment with God, you know? It's this um, confidence that doesn't come from my own abilities, it doesn't come from my own talents, but it's because of the Word of God and those principles in it that I've tried to live out. And yeah. so that hopefully is going to speak to a world that is living in hopelessness.
0: And you can see it like you can see it all over like after you after you are made aware of like what are the fruits of the spirit you you see it on somebody like like I remember when I worked at at worked at the bank there's this guy jordan there and he just he was that he still is like i still he he moved and i haven't seen him in years but he'll we still communicate via social media and stuff and he just he just is that like he's got the fruit fruit of the spirit all over him and um and and it's awesome it's cool to, it's cool to see um but that's that's um that can be an intimidating thing i will say for somebody like like on their spiritual journey because there's some of those things that you rattle off that your buddy Josh does not have patience being one of them right so it's like oh man so you, so you you want to and it it's almost like you go internal because you want to stay out of judgment that's another thing that we always talk about you know stay out stay out of judgment stay into curiosity right so instead of like pointing your finger at somebody else you know like you I'm blacking out. Don't know exactly where I'm going with that, but basically like you you want to be to to your point, you want to be like a billboard not by what you say, but what you're doing and who you are. Like you want to be a billboard for Jesus basically, right? Like yeah. judge like see me by the fruits of my spirit, but but I guess I've still got my Jesus training wheels on. Cause I don't, I don't there's a lot of times where it's just, uh, just being completely honest, like well, I'm, I'm being uh, me and I'm not, yeah. I'm not being a good advertisement right yeah. now. Right.
2: Uh, well, and I'm kind of in the same boat, like obviously still um, growing and learning more about Jesus. And um, that's why I've been so appreciative of you. Cause like you mentioned, the uh, like there are people out there who, it seems like they'll just beat you in the head with, um, with the Bible and stuff, but you're very different. It's, like, no, here's, here's what I've experienced and here's, um, you can kind of like relate it to some, some story or something where it, it seems like every time I talk to you, it's like, Andrew, like knew what was going on in my head and he created a story <laughs> that will like relate to me and you're, yeah, it's been very helpful and you're awesome.
1: Well, all glory to him. Like, yeah. and that's the spirit of God that, that truly works in the affairs of men and, you know he uses he uses people he uses you and I to be able to speak that truth into other people's <clears> lives, and um, so to your point, Josh, it's like when you wake up and when we wake up in the morning, we have a decision to make. And Romans chapter, chapter six, seven, and eight really deals with this. But we have a decision to walk in the flesh or walk in the spirit, and it's a constant it's a constant struggle. But um, I would say this is if we could choose. A leader like in a political world in a business in any organization you know we would look to those individuals that have some of these attributes and really many times those people that are really good and excelling in those positions are people that don't want to be there they're but they're they find themselves in that position because of just the practices they put into their life and servant leadership being one of those things, and you know I would say this often about leaders, but like if somebody desires to be a leader, watch out, you know, like right. like it, but naturally they just find themselves in that position, and those are the people that we would pick to follow, um, and so anyway it, it's a great it's a great picture of again Jesus Christ and that humility. Um, and living a life leading with humility um, and you know I, I love this I sure enjoy this conversation because it's um, you know many times it's kind of intangible like we can't quite list all of the things that we want in a leader but when we see it we're like yeah that's it yeah. Mm-hmm. that's it you know and and that person many times is is confident but they're not arrogant they're competent but they're not like you know they're they're not trying to be a celebrity, and that's the picture of really what Jesus Christ was, and um, what we're striving to be every day. Well, let's button this up
0: before I ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this so, is awesome. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah, so we will. You will be a recurring guest. Yep. Right, we would love to have you be a recurring guest, I should say. Love it. So Enjoy you know, this, the conversation. This has been, uh, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, if you need a window or a door or two, I guess. There we go. There you Call. go. <laughs> a window, uh, a door, a little bit of Jesus in your life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, happy Easter, everybody. And uh, thank you again so
2: much for being on, Andrew. Really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to like comment and subscribe for more content like this. If you have any suggestions for us, make sure to leave them in the comments. Until next time, watch for deer, shake your buck.